Welcome to the latest podcast for the newest episode of KSAT Explained. This episode is titled, Stage Set for a Lifeline. So what does that mean? We are focused on the survival of live performance venues across San Antonio, how they have weathered the storm of this pandemic, uh, so often the very first to close and the last to reopen. And if that sounds a bit familiar, this is uh, a case that explains update, if you will. We talked to a lot of venue owners, artists back in December when there was some legislation pending that could provide them billions across the country in financial aid to help them get back on their feet. That legislation passed, it became a thing. However, uh, it's been a bumpy road to actually get that help to the businesses that need it. So we wanted to do an update, find out how they're doing now, what they're waiting on, and what they see as the future of performances in San Antonio as more and more of us are vaccinated and getting out and about and back to our normal routines. I'm Myra Arthur, host of the show. Lexi Salazar, Case That Explains producer, is with us here on this podcast, along with digital journalist RJ Marquez. So you guys did um, a lot of the interviews for this episode and talked to, again, some of the same people we talked to back in December. What were the biggest differences for you? What's, what stands out to you as some of the biggest changes? Lexi, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I think that some of the biggest changes is in December when we talked to people, there was like a lot of frustration, a lot of palpable anger. Um, this time when we talked to people, even though they're still very much in a tough situation, um, they seem tired. Like, and I, they just seemed like they're tired and I don't want to say defeated, but you know, they're kind of like, all right, we know that this is the situation we're in. We're just going to try to keep going and make the best of it basically. Um, so I mean, one, one good example of that is, is Blaine Tucker, which I know you were the one who talked to him back in December. Um, and I caught up with him in late April. And so Blaine Tucker, he's a local lawyer. He owns the mix on the St. Mary's strip. And he's also one of the lead voices that was lobbying on behalf of the Save Our Stages legislation, which ultimately passed back in December. Um, and so, you know, you mentioned this is a follow-up. So when we did our first episode, the legislation had not passed yet. He was still waiting. And I know that that was a lot of what he was talking about is kind of this frustration that it hadn't passed. Well, it ended up passing and it turns out that they're still waiting to get that money. Um, it took a while for them to set up the application portal. It immediately crashed. Now um, they're accepting applications, but it could be, you know, a few more months before everything is accepted and money is distributed. And so I kind of asked him about how he felt about all of this waiting for this really essential aid. You can, you can write the law, but then, you know, it has to be uh, subject to agency interpretation. So that's a whole other process in and of itself. Um, we'd hoped that it would go quicker, but the SBA has never done anything of this magnitude on such short notice. And that goes hand in hand with what we've seen throughout the pandemic. I mean, it's been a, a series of case of first impressions across the board. So, um, you know, while we hoped that it would uh, have happened sooner, um, you know, each step of the way and, you know, the process is just ensuring that when it does finally open, it's going to be a smooth system. Uh, we hope that will benefit those that are most in need. So, um, you know, just kind of looking at the silver lining of all of it, um, you know, we're hoping that these delays really 
add up to this becoming a, a successful program in the very end. So it sounds like a lot of the exhaustion that these venue owners are feeling, you know, it's not that anger that we, we could sense back in December. They know help is on the way now. That has to be a relief in so many ways, but the waiting, the waiting has to be just an added stress on top of the financial stress of trying to figure out how they're going to put one foot in front of the other day after day. Um, and RJ, you talked to some people involved in community theater, which still live performance venue, but that's a little bit different. Yeah, Myra really uh, kind of got an interesting point of view when it came to putting together, um, you know, my piece for this episode and basically kind of just the kind of the difference in terms of community theater versus uh, sort of a bigger theater like the, the Tobin or a bigger venue like the Tobin. Um, for this episode, uh, we heard from the uh, president and CEO of the, uh, the Bar Shop Jewish Community Center, Saul Levinches, and uh, I, we hadn't heard from him before. And the reason we wanted to reach out to him was because they have actually suspended operations. They couldn't wait anymore. They basically had to make the tough decision um, you know, to, for the moment, uh, suspend things indefinitely. And really, it just kind of came down to the bottom line. We talk about sort of this lifeline, this money that hopefully that these theaters are going to get. Um, for them, that has not been the case and that has not worked out. And uh, here's a little bit of uh, what he had to tell me about that decision. That's the nature of a black box theater. It's, it's really unique. It puts people very, very close to the action. And, and that's part of what people love about uh, this environment. And so, uh, unfortunately, the pandemic kind of uh, made that impossible to do. Uh, and while we held on to our operations, um, you know, behind the scenes to try and uh, with hopes that we would be able to reopen, that just simply was never the case. We, we just simply couldn't continue to, to operate the way we had hoped to. And since we don't have a game plan uh, or a roadmap for how we're gonna be able to reopen, when we'll be able to reopen, uh, we had to make the difficult decision to suspend operations for the immediate future and, and, um, and let our staff go uh, and uh, begin the process of planning for what we would look like when we are able to reopen. So obviously that's uh, one end of the spectrum. Now the Tobin Center, of course, has been open. Uh, they've been doing, uh, you know, social distance shows. They've been able to operate on um, obviously a much smaller budget than they, what they had before. And in speaking with Aaron Zimmerman, he's their VP of programming. Uh, he just kind of discussed that, you know what, um, Things have been okay for them. Uh, they're moving forward. They're excited about the future and they're really excited to sort of get back to the way things were prior to the pandemic and really just get people enjoying live venues, live performances once again. Here's what Aaron had to say about uh, what they sort of anticipate here in the next year or so. As we go forward and people become more safe, I think you're gonna see more people come out to see live entertainment because they have missed it. They felt, they felt the need to be entertained. People naturally want to congregate and be entertained. And coming back to the theater is one of those things. We all want to get back to normal. We all want to get out and about and experience the community again. It's important for all of us uh, to, you know, to keep this community going. 
But there are some people, um, and RJ, you kind of alluded to this, tough decisions have had to be made during this past year. There are some people who have not been able to weather this pandemic. They have had to make a change to survive. Uh, Lexi, you talked to somebody who really weighed that decision. Absolutely. Um, so Chris Rodriguez, he is the executive and artistic director at the Woodlawn Theater. And he, you know, he unfortunately has been one of the people who's had to make tough decisions um, when it comes to layoffs at the Woodlawn, but then also he's seen people who have just personally had to remove themselves from the industry, um, be it for financial reasons, be it because they want to start a family and they, they can't wait around to get their work back again. And so um, I did ask him, was that ever something that he considered? And here's what he has to say about that. Before the pandemic, I was look, like evaluating my choices and like, do I want to stay in San Antonio? Do I want to stay in the arts? And I feel like this made me appreciate it even more. Like we are fighting and working nonstop to do what we love. And that just kind of almost ignited more of a passion inside of me. And I, and I hope it did that for a lot of other people. So I'm ready to fight that good fight and continue fighting uh, with everyone in this community for it. Obviously the past year has been tough for everyone, but there is some good news on the horizon. Everyone says that things are trickling back and for the Woodlawn, they, starting in May this month, they have the best of the Woodlawn Theater Review, which is a smaller show. And then eventually they are going to put on um, the production of On Your Feet, which is actually a show that they had to cancel right as the pandemic started. So it's been more than a year since that happened, but they are gonna be able to finally put that show on. Yeah, and something we found out when we went to the Woodlawn for this episode, that set is up and waiting. The stage is empty, but the set is there. So they, they are ready to go uh, when the time comes. And something that I wanna point out before we wrap this up is, obviously people are interested in going to see live music, plays, concerts, because it's fun. We wanna get out, we wanna have some fun after the last, year especially, but you know, somebody could make the argument, well, these aren't huge economic generators for our community. They're not big businesses. A lot of businesses have had struggles in every different industry. And yes, that's true. But these types of businesses are what drive people to a community. They're what, um, you know, give San Antonio an appeal. People want to have the option to live somewhere and work somewhere. Companies want to offer jobs somewhere that have things like theaters and concert halls and places where you can go see, uh, you know, a symphony if you want to. So we all have to have uh, something other than just work and home. And, and that's what these provide. And if we all, we've all learned over the last year, we have to have something other than work and home. So we want, uh, we want to see these businesses succeed. So hopefully that helps comes to them and we'll keep tabs on it. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. I'm Myra Arthur on behalf of Lexi Salazar and RJ Marquez. We hope you check out this episode, Stage Set for a Lifeline.